This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Matt and Karima and Greg, the producer. Woohoo! It's a foursome tonight, baby. We are back. The Dubs are winning. Still, <laughs> the show-offs with all of their graphics. <laughs> Give me some balloons. Give me some balloons. Listen. Ooh, fireworks. Yes, baby. <laughs> no, I think this is. Is this sign language? I don't know. Okay, there we go. We got some balloons. Mine doesn't work anymore. <laughs> I jinxed Karima. All right, y'all. We are here. The crew has been holding it down without me. Appreciate y'all. Um, <laughs> ESPN alerts popping up on my phone as we do this this uh, podcast. It says Dre lets KD hear it. You know, after he uh, blocked that, well, stopped him, prevented him from even getting that shot off at the end of the game. This was a great game. I'm so happy to be back to discuss this game with the three of y'all tonight. I've been missing the winning. Not that I was not having an exciting time in Las Vegas, but still, I wanted to watch the Dubs play, and I couldn't. I know there's been some great games. I know Steph has been doing Steph things. Um, So, yeah, tonight we got a little bit of everything from everyone, so we can talk about it and get into it. But Draymond's, Draymond's fingerprints were all over this game tonight. Um, Steph didn't have the best shooting night, but he was still very good. And obviously he hit a huge shot when it mattered most. It was also after he tried to sell the game a moment before, but we would give him a pass for that. Um, <laughs> um, and then you just have a number of players playing well, being aggressive, Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kaminga, that lineup continues to impress with the addition of Draymond and, um, Brandon Pajimski. I feel like Brandon gets, um, overlooked in that lineup often because it's like ever since Dre came back but I do think actually having both of them in the lineup um helps it so he hit a, a big shot um so really good game from all of them Clay had some struggles tonight we'll get into that um some other things I want to get into like can Dario only play when Chris Paul is in the lineup but we'll talk about that later but there's just so much to hit from this team so let's get into it. Um, Justin, where would you like to begin? Yeah, I guess we got to start with Steph, right? GP2! Oh, shit, I forgot to give him a shout-out. But we can start yeah. with Steph. But welcome back, GP2. Also, also, instant impact, as he always does when he gets back. I mean, just, whew, he was good. He was good. Mm-hmm. That was good. Okay. Yeah. 
Go ahead, Justin. Let's start with Gary. Let's actually let's start with Gary because, like, I mean, like, I, I still think this team should play Trace more. I think they could have benefited from getting the big at the deadline, mainly for defense when Draymond is off the court purposes. But when you have Gary, it's like he can anchor a defense on his own. Like, he can be so destructive defensively that it kind of mitigates the need for a rim protector and all this stuff because he just creates something out of nothing on defense so often. And I mean, it's sustainable. Like, I mean, his health may not be sustainable, but him doing this when he is healthy is sustainable. And we've seen it at a championship level. So Gary being back is so huge because for as good as they've been when Draymond has gotten back, uh, since Draymond has gotten back defensively, when he sits, their defense is kind of like, it isn't the same, obviously, but when Gary is in there, he's such a game changer on defense that they can they they held the Suns to one twelve. Like the the Suns, I think either have the first or second best offense since I don't know, like the last month or two. Them and the Clippers, and their offensive rating has been like leaps and bounds above the the field, right? So they've been the best or one of the best offensive teams in the league for a good while now, and the Warriors pretty much shut them down. Like, and that's largely in part to you know Gary Payton the second going out there and doing everything 11 four and two as well from Gary tonight one steal one block he was five of five from the field one of one from three he looks good he looked yeah. good tonight he played um 14 minutes now what do we think he, I'm assuming he was on a minutes restriction tonight, but how many minutes do you think we're going to be seeing from Gary once he's back into like full, you know, game changing? Um, probably like 20. I don't think anything really above 20 is, you know, wise considering like his health and those type of things. But, and they have, they have such a deep team. It's hard to give a bunch of guys a lot of minutes. So, I think 20 is about appropriate for him. Okay. Okay. I mean, Lester, um, and, Lester and Pods played a combined 54 minutes. That's definitely getting chopped down. Like when Gary gets into the groove, obviously Chris yeah, Paul Chris comes, comes back. Um, play better. That'll probably, he'll cut into that as well. But yeah. But they did say that Gary was not going to be on a minutes restriction. Like that was the reporting when when Slater came out to say that Gary is back. He is available to play the Suns. And they did not mention a minutes restriction. However, I think just based off of what happened when he came back the first time, I kind of feel like it's an unwritten like, you want a minutes restriction until we feel, you know, X, Y, and Z, or depending on what the game actually is calling for. Right. Like, if we're going to need you to go, go, then you're going to be in. And last so. time wasn't even a minutes thing, you know, it's like, that's just some no, shit. No, it was fluky. Right. Yeah. So it's just like, you can't really control that, you know, it's unfortunate, mm -hmm. but you can't. Um, Karima. But what do you want to talk about? What was the the best part of the game for you? Um, I mean, I, then we would jump all the way to pretty much that clutch shot from Curry right, going in that, we love that I was just like, <laughs> exactly. But that I was up out of my couch. That was incredible. And 
running around the living room like a little kid at Christmas or whatever. Not that I celebrate Christmas, but you know, um, I get it. So it was just, it was so amazing because this is new information. You don't celebrate Christmas? I do not. Um, (laughs) But Bradley Beal almost stole that ball. He was, he went for the steal yet Curry still wrangled it and it nothing but net. I was just like, oh my gosh, because it, it Pods really was the inbounder like on that? Yes, Pods. Was, was that a bad pass? pass? I can't tell. I, I watched I it multiple it really times. Was... The Bills did a hand on it? No, no, but I don't think it was a bad pass. I just think that Bradley probably read that that's what it was going to be, but where it was, like Curry said in his um, post Seems a little far away from Steph. Was that Pods mm-hmm. put it at a distance enough that gave Curry that space that he needed, plus just out of reach of Bradley Beal of stealing it. But that mm-hmm. shot going yeah. up. It doesn't it, matter. That was just really got it. I think it was a slightly bad yeah. pass. A little off. I'm looking back at it now. I think it was a, it was an okay pass. I think he put it to only where Steph can get it, and I think Steph knew That's Brad couldn't said. get it. Could only get it because Bill could have gotten it if he was better. If he was like a few inches taller, if he was KD, right? If he was KD, but you see, they got that switch. I'm just saying. Listen, I'm happy. I love the outcome, man. I, I don't even know how Steph got that. Sh- like. The shit just was crazy. A lot really of Steph shots tonight in general look like shots that weren't supposed to go in and just went in. And like mm-hmm. not went in accidentally. Like the net didn't move. They just like went in anyway. It's like, what the fuck, yo? Like <laughs> I hate when they call you the greatest shooter, but you really are the fucking greatest shooter. Cause this shit doesn't make any sense, yo. Any sense. Greg. Well, I mean- you were texting me in excitement. So I know you were hype. I mean, the shot that Curry made was incredible. Just, you know, Karima touched on it. I, I, I noticed how they set the screen perfectly that got Durant out of the play and had to get Bradley Beal over there, and I know that that's what they were trying to do. But uh, other thing I wanted to mention, Jonathan Kaminga had another great game tonight. Goes 9 of 18 shooting and had 21 points. I talked about it with Justin a couple weeks ago where – Kaminga looked like he was shooting the three a lot more than we would like to see him do. And now he's just gone full attack mode on this run that he's been on. And it has been a huge difference maker because he's been such a presence inside the paint and in transition for this offense that, you know, that's been working well for them. So really, uh, really good performance by him and, and Draymond Green, seven of nine. They kept giving him open three point looks and he was able to just drive to the hoop and they weren't able to stop him. He was a he was some clutch buckets at the end too from Draymond. Yep, yep. He was getting the Nurkic to set too. It was it was great. Team is different when he's aggressive as a scorer, right? Nine shots from Draymond is a really good amount, right? Seven for nine because his shots his shot quality is always going to be really high because teams aren't guarding him closely. So if you can just take some of these slow footed bigs like Nurkic, get him in that handoff action and do the you know the ghost handoff and fake and go to the basket and lay it up. It's just easy points for him. 15 points. Uh, love to see Draymond have a performance like that when he's like going against guys who he genuinely does not like. 
um, because you know he's going to bring it as far as like the trash talk and all type of stuff. So to see him Did actually win and play well. not like Nurk before the choke out though, because that was Nurk a yeah. guy he always didn't like. I know Rudy was someone he didn't like, but Nurk was Nurk. I don't every yeah. time they played Portland, he used Portland? to get Nurk. Yeah. Every time they yeah, don't like Portland, each other. but not Nurk specifically. I don't remember. No, that. I'm saying Nurk. Whenever, yeah. whenever he used to play Portland before Nurk got to Phoenix, he used to always right. get to with Nurk when they played them. Like he, you can tell he don't like Nurk at all. You know, he he has oh, a stable with European bigs. Other oh, than Yogi. Rudy was the one who got choked. Right? Who got choked? I'm confused. Rudy, I don't Rudy got choked. Rudy. Nurk got Rudy. Rudy like, got choked. Slapped. Yeah. <laughs> Sabonis got stomped. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, there's just too many for me to remember. so. Um, too many. Yeah, I never actually had an issue with the um the stone. I didn't either. But uh, what? <laughs> she had the she had an issue with the stone. Oh yeah, yeah. I never had an issue with the at all. Um. Okay. Okay. So he can't stand. It just felt like there was a lot going on in this game tonight. Like it got very chippy. Um. It felt like a playoff game. Um. I tweeted during the game. I was like, I really don't like the Phoenix Suns. Like, there's no iteration of this team that I like. Like, they're all annoying as fuck, you know? And um, someone was like, it's because it's Booker. And I'm like, no, because I remember liking Booker. There was a time that I liked him, you know? And then I distinctly remember Chris Paul going to that team and me never, ever liking them again after that. And, you know, it's been different players. I mean, Book has become annoying to me. I think I also tweeted, like, I know why fans didn't vote for him, right? But Aiton was on the team before he was annoying. When Chris Paul was there, he was annoying. Like, it's just something about them and having annoying players and their aura and the way that they carry themselves. Like, you know, even that time when he made that shot, um, was it like right in the half before? Like, no one was around him. It was like a wide open three-point shot and he just shot it and stood there like mm-hmm. pose for like dumb long i just was like if someone were to like punch him right now i might understand i'm joking like that's not i don't really want anyone to punch anybody relax people but it's just something about him he has a very annoying quality to him i just think overall the suns collectively are annoying because they are carrying themselves arrogance very cut cocky yes and it's just like y'all ain't really done anything since (laughs) they haven't done anything all of this we're not about making it to the finals we're about winning the finals they haven't done shit and they did it in a year where everybody was fucking hurt and injured but you know what but we're not even gonna highlight that part of it it's still just about their cockiness and y'all ain't really done nothing and everybody that comes through there it's just they've all picked that up i'm hoping that royce doesn't because i really like royce but anyway um so it's just that cockiness about them and of course this game is going to feel like a playoff one because it's you know katie steph and a little bit of booker or whatever you know coming into this so and it's on, you know, ABC, of course. So it's prime time. Everybody's looking forward to this. Can, you know, the Warriors finally get a win over the Suns who have just been, you know, on this hot streak of winning and yada, yada, yada. And here we are. So, Greg, what did you make of, what did you make of um, Nurk clearly trying to bait Draymond all night? I mean, 
he, he only had six points tonight. He was three of seven for six points. <laughs> and he hit Draymond with the you're too small. And then Draymond bodies him up and says, no, you're too small. I mean, that was <laughs> <It's> hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I was enjoying it. I was Nurkic enjoying it. Nurkic is really annoying. It thinks that he's way better than he actually is. Another annoying player. Fits the sun. Yeah. Yeah. And what's up with um what's the guy? Oki, what is his name? The one who just Oki? A Kogi. A Kogi. Why he always oh, shoot lights out against us? What's up with that shit? <laughs> who I know. knows? Everyone, I mean, people rise to the occasion when it comes to the Warriors for some reason. He shoots like 20% against everybody else and hits all of his threes against us. It's just one the of those type of players. Too. Someone like did it, and it really is like against us. He just has like these crazy games. So, Justin, I feel like, you know, watching the Warriors these last several games and they're back to 500 now. Woohoo! The Warriors are back to 500. But um, I feel like as we watch them, as they get healthier and players start to come back and we finally have Draymond Green consistently, we're starting to see the team as what we initially envisioned the team to be, Right which yeah. is why I repeatedly said, you have said it. Um, I know Karima never lost faith, but I'm just saying like, it, while I still think some trades could have been done, I was never of the mindset that this team didn't have the talent. You know, mm. um, I have a bunch of tweets like that. Like, nah, one thing you're never going to get me on is to say that this team is not talented. Cause I actually think this team is more talented than last year's team. And I would get so irritated when people would tell me this is the same as last year. No, it's not. <laughs> it's really right. not like this is a better team and they have the talent. Like were there errors they could always improve? Sure. But they had the talent. It may have not been the best of the best, but they had the talent. And I remember when we did like our preseason previews, one of the things that you emphasized and pointed out was that this team's depth is what makes up for their lack of talent at the top end, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like we're watching that play out right now. Um, I mean, something, well, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm sorry. Right. Some, no, no, but, and then say what you're going to say. But something that I don't think we accounted for, though, in doing that assessment, like you've always been clear that Draymond's still like a very good player, but him shooting the three ball well this year i don't think that was something we anticipated definitely not i mean there's a few things we didn't anticipate right like pods being an impact player immediately jk taking a leap like of this magnitude weren't things that this i is more than you imagine because you kept saying oh, one of sure. the young players has to do it and you likened it to what um jp did jordan Poole did so yeah. but isn't this sort of similar to the kind of leap that jordan Poole took it's similar, it's but I think he's, I think it's beyond. Um, okay. I think it's beyond because he's a front court player. Um, he's much more of a rim pressure threat, even though Jordan's like thing was getting to the rim and using his handle and stuff like that. And he defends in a way that Jordan didn't defend. So, and I just think like his offense is, it's much more sustainable than Jordan's is like, he's just getting to the paint and just punishing people. Like they can't stop him. Right. He's legitimately one of the best rim pressure players in the league at this point if he can sustain this so i think that is definitely beyond what i anticipated for him um now if wiggins and clay 
Well, Wiggins is kind of getting back to that form of what we expected. But if Clay can, you know, shake this recent stretch off and get back to Clay similar to what he was last year, as far as just being able to knock down open shots consistently, then we can have a conversation about whether or not the top end talent is far off for these other teams. Because I don't think it is at that point, right? Like if you have JK playing like this, Clay, Wiggins, Steph, Draymond, like not many teams in the league have a better five than that, I don't think. And then the depth is still there, right? Like, so, I mean, if they keep going on a run, then I think we have to completely reassess. I think they, they'll be even beyond what we anticipated earlier in the season. So that's how I'm looking at it. So how does, because we know Chris Paul is going to come back and get a lot of minutes. Like, God knows I wanted them to trade him. I really did. Because the way that Steve Kerr thinks that man is a crutch for this team drives me crazy it's always yeah but when we get Chris Paul we're without Chris Paul like like I'm sorry the words <laughs> I want to say I just can't say but the shit drove me crazy right so we know Chris Paul is going to come back and take a lot of minutes and we know he likes to run that second unit very differently right um and you know we okay we know that five-man lineup that works really well that includes pods but what happens when Chris Paul comes back? Is Steve going to tinker with that? How are Pods and 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 Chris Paul going to play next to each other, um, mm-hmm. in that lineup? What what is that going to look like? Knowing Steve Kerr, I don't want you to think rationally as to what should happen. I want you to think like Steve Kerr and tell us what's going to happen. Because I don't want to go through what should happen because it's not going to happen, right? Just like. Oh, he's going to play Moody now. We, we can talk about this too. But Moody is on the bench, right? And now Lester, I understand Lester's been playing well the last couple of games, but now Lester and even. Um, um, DeSantis? Yes. Like everybody is ahead of. Ooh, no, I'm just playing is ahead of Moody right now. I don't think that's right because it's like, yeah, I get it. He was no. hurt and they're playing well, but when Moody plays well, he doesn't get this. He doesn't get, well, let me keep playing Moody. He gets it for like a game or two and then yeah. that's it. And it's a wrap, right? So I don't want to talk about what should happen and what makes sense because we know that's not how he thinks, right? So tell us what is going to happen when Chris Paul comes back. Um, I don't think he'll interfere with that lineup. Actually, I think he'll he'll let that lineup keep going. Um, but what about closing? Like, is he gonna feel a need? Because I feel like he's gonna feel a need to want Chris Paul to be on the floor when they close. I don't know. I don't think I don't think he will. I think earlier in the season when Chris Paul was playing and they had their guys healthy for the few games that they did, Chris Paul didn't close some of those games. Right? It was this five, you know, the five, the starting five that we see now was closing a lot of those uh, minutes. And I think once Draymond went down, you know, Steve was like, well, we need that ball handler in there. We need someone to make those decisions outside of Steph, do something with the ball when Steph gets doubled, all those type of things. Now that they have Draymond back and they have pods playing the way that he's playing, I don't I don't see Chris Paul infiltrating that closing lineup. I don't see him infiltrating any of their high leverage lineups unless he's playing out of his mind. You know what I'm saying? So I think just out, off the rip, He'll probably he'll take all of Lester's minutes for sure. So he'll it'll just be him and Pods, I think, running that second unit. And from there, whether his minutes increase or deep or or not depends on how well he's playing. I think. Because I mean, if, if 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 Steve is playing Pods over Clay at the end, I don't think he's going to be like, yeah, Chris Paul got to play over Pods. Like, 
nah, I don't think so. And I and let me just jump in here on this one. Chris Paul has been a witness to what he's seeing this team be without him and how no but I'm saying this is now Draymond is like fully back back you've got Wiggins I'm saying close to like 80 percent back and JK just on fire Chris is watching this speed and for him to come in and just kind of slow it all the way down I just can't see him doing that I know but he's been sitting a while watching he has but I don't believe that's gonna change he seems like a smart enough player to me that if he comes back in okay we're gonna give you a little five minutes of slowness but but then we're gonna need you to pick it up I'm not convinced can't be in this low I'm not convinced of that cream I'm gonna tell you why I'm convinced I'm convinced when he was there and even when he'd like go sit down and like wasn't in the game, they would play faster without him and he'd be watching it. There were times that he's missed games before and they played when he wasn't there and they played differently. And then when he comes back, that's not what he does. So I'm a little nervous about that because he's watched it. I don't know that sitting out longer and watching it longer is going to make a difference. I just think that's his natural default. That's how he plays, you know? Um, so I, I'll be interested to see that. Um, because I'm just, I don't know. I'm a little nervous about the Chris Paul returning thing. Um, there's something oh. I want to get back to that Greg said, but go ahead, Justin. Yeah, before you do that, I do want to say like in those lineups where Steph and Dre and, and all those guys aren't on the court, like if they aren't getting out in transition, their offense is very, very, eh. Right. So it may, it may benefit them to play a little bit slower and more deliberate in the half court. Uh, I guess we just got to wait and see it. But, like, if Steph ain't on the court, that offense going to be a little eh. So you might as well, you know, unless you're speeding the other team up to turn them over and then get layups and transition, you might as well slow it down a little bit in the, in the half court because I'm not trusting Pods or Lester to run my offense in the half court and generate anything good. You know what I mean? As, and as, as long as Clay's shooting like this, that's another guy who is like, you're not really going to get a lot of good offense there. So you probably should just slow down a little bit, you know, just kind of do what they used to do um, in 2015 and 2016, where it was uh, Livingston and Andre and them just like, yeah, we're going to play slow, but y'all not going to score on us. And we just <laughs> like for the next five minutes, the score is going to be seven to three. And we're going to be, we're going to have seven. Y'all going to have three. And then once Steph and Draymond come back in, then we're going to run the score back up. So maybe that's how they do it. I, I would hope that he's not stopping fast breaks that are already in progress. But I think at least in the half court, he can, he can help a lot for them. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. Okay. We'll just leave that as a to to be determined, you know. Um because I'm a little I'm a little nervous about him. Um Andrew Wiggins. Cuz I keep hearing you guys say he's almost back. He's, you know, what does that mean? What is it? Are we just talking about his three-point shooting? Is that what we're saying is the part what what are we saying isn't back yet? The three-point shooting at oh, volume isn't. for me. Oh, okay. Are you on go, Kareem? Oh, no, I, I thought she was just saying I, I didn't hear that isn't back. Oh, so, go ahead. yeah. I, I mean, I've been saying like he's like 90 percent back for me. Um, I think the defense is pretty much all the way back. I think the three point shooting at volume is the last thing to come back. Like he was always a seven to eight attempt guy, um, like confident three point shooter. He hasn't gotten quite back there yet. He did hit a, a three today, but um once you see him confidently taking those threes and making decisions from the perimeter, I think that's when you can say like he's back back. Cause a lot of his points right now are them just dumping him down the ball in the post, running the transition, getting layups there. But when he's an actual I don't mind. Player, I don't, I don't mind, mind either. That at all. Yeah, I like him. I like him there because he's I mean, he's an athlete. Like he isn't as forceful as Jonathan is, but he can put guys on the basket and just shoot that little hook shot. Um like yeah, they he can was go to it as a at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Like, teams are going to give him that three and dare him to shoot it. They did it a couple of times tonight, right? So if he can't make that shot, how detrimental is that to them if he's still playing aggressive and doing all these other things? Um, it just It's just one more thing that kind of hampers your offense. Like, if he can – it's not something that's, like, going to be the reason why they lose, but it's, like, you can win much easier – if Andrew today goes three for seven from three instead of one for four, right? Like you win much easier if Clay goes four for 10 from three instead of one for seven. Like that's just, even with the defense, it makes your, I mean, it makes your defense easier to play because you get to set up your, your defense on the other end if you score every time. But I think it just, you just come, you become so much harder to guard when Steph has guys on his wings that can hit the threes consistently and make guys think twice about helping towards him, make guys think twice about helping down towards the rim on Jonathan. Everybody's playing defense a little bit more honest. You know, so. so, Greg, you'd mentioned that um, Kaminga, you love that he's being more aggressive now, attacking, all of that. Um, I think it's also a little easier for him to do that because he's like a bona fide starter now. He's in that lineup. Like, he just has so much more space to even work with, right? Um, playing out there with Steph versus some of the lineups he was playing in before. I mean, they, they were up and they were, you know, sometimes he came off the bench. Sometimes he was the start, like, you know, he was kind of all over the place, but now it's like pretty set. So um, I don't know what, I don't know the full reason what accounts for like the, well, we, we did talk about a little bit early in the year, like when he had to play more next to Chris Paul, he sort of was being relegated to be a spot up shooter. Right. So just by function of the way they were playing, it was sort of forcing him into that role. But um, 
I, I don't know what it's about. You know, I do like that he is being more aggressive, but I wonder what's made that change. Yeah, I mean, what's really worked for him, especially tonight, was just cutting to the hoop and they were just throwing the ball up in the air and he would just go slam it down. Like they alley-ooped him a couple of times tonight. They got in transition and they would just give him the ball and he'd go and slam it down. So, I mean, I think it's the in-transition offense with Steph running the offense and just the players coming to double team Steph and play prevent from Steph. It would get Jonathan open more. And so I think that's what really helped him out in that situation tonight. What so in the postseason, when the postseason comes, Jonathan Kaminga has to be there. Steph and Draymond are their best two players in that order. Yeah. After that, who has to be their third best player? Anybody. <laughs> I was gonna say. Honestly. It's a turnstile. It's whoever is cooking that that day. Yeah, I think it has to be. I mean, I think Kaminga has shown at this point with his youth, with his athleticism, his style of play, like he's probably going to be the most reliable form of offense. Um, like outside of Steph, as far as scoring, if he can keep this up, right? The rim pressure thing, like that's just the easiest shot in basketball, a layup, a dunk. So, is that something in the postseason teams are going to better be able to defend against? They're going to game plan for it, and he has to be ready for it. That's why I want him to get more reps, like against teams actually game planning for it. Then he can make a, you know, make the decision. And it could be matchup based as well. Like if they run into a team like Minnesota, like who has a ton of size inside, it might not be, yo, know, Jonathan try to score a bunch of times in the paint, right? Because it's like that's just not going to be there most likely. But if you're playing a a smaller team, a team like, let's say, the Clippers, right? Like, they don't have a ton of size inside. They got Zubak, but outside of him, they don't really play a lot of size. So that can be a series where Jonathan can kind of feast a little bit inside. But um, I think, like you said, Steph, number one. Dre, for the most part, number two. It could be matchup-based for him because we've seen, you know, even on a championship run in 22, he wasn't the best, second-best player every single game or even every single series. So it's like Steph, number one, and then, like, matchups, whoever's got it going that night between, you know, Dre, JK. And I do think, like, as up and down as they've been this season, Wiggins and Clay, like, this team isn't going to reach their ceiling if they're not the best versions of themselves. Like, there's no – there's nothing that these other players on the team can do to replace what the best versions that those two players can do, and they're absolutely necessary for this team to beat the best teams in the league. So you're going to need Clay to hit shots. You're going to need Clay to be able to defend – um, even though he defended pretty well today. Like he KD hit some tough shots over him, but for the most part, he defended well. You're gonna need Wiggins to be locked down, and you're gonna have to need him to to be able to score as like a third or fourth option as well. So it's is Steph, and then it's those four guys after Steph. And then from there, everybody just fill in, play with energy, uh, make quick decisions, don't make bad decisions, and I think they'll be fine for the most part. Well, this is why I remember when I tweeted earlier this season, I said I didn't, I was like, I didn't like all the, the Warriors didn't do anything to get better and da, 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 da. I'm like, well, that's not true, right? Because there's always things that you can, reasonable expect, expectations and then there's things that are not foreseeable. Draymond Green being suspended and missing this many games, not foreseeable. Mm-hmm. Andrew Wiggins 
having whatever he was going through earlier in the season happen, not foreseeable. The only one to me that you could debate is foreseeable on some level is Clay. And while I do think people exaggerate um, how bad he's been at times, like to me, you just know the player who has had the kind of injuries Clay has, there's probably going to be some inconsistencies. And I don't know to what degree there's going to be, but you expect that. So I always expect there'll probably be points where Clay struggles, points, you know, like I just expect that. But the Andrew Wiggins part and the Draymond Green part, I don't see how you can plan for that, right? Like, you don't know that. You don't. So if you're assuming that those players are going to be who you think and know that they're capable of being, then you understand why this team believed that they had a squad this season, right? You know? Um, And so that's why I said, like, you know, bring us back full circle. I feel like you're starting to see that right now. You know, you're starting to see that. And we knew that some young player had to step up. We knew someone had to take a year three leap. Um, Mm. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I just have this feeling at some point, Moody's number is going to be called. And whether it's in the going to be second round in the playoffs. And and you know what? And he's going to be. And you know what? When the offseason comes, whatever the final outcome of this season is, he should tell the Warriors to kiss his ass. They should not. He should not believe in anything they say anymore regarding his career, how they're going to utilize him or anything. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Like, they deserve no more loyalty from him. They deserve no more. He's a good player. Good. Because, like, they're fucking him. No, they're really fucking his career, you know? And we're going to see him do some amazing shit in the playoffs. And what's going to annoy me is someone's going to say, well, you know, um, what Steve did worked because look, fuck, fuck that shit. <laughs> what worked was Jonathan Kaminga going to the fucking press. That's what worked. That's yeah. what worked. That's what worked. Advocating for himself, you know, because like I just, I just feel Moody's number is going to be called at some point and he's going to come up huge for them. And it's going to be like, why the fuck weren't we always utilizing this guy? It just doesn't make any sense to me. I agree. No sense. I mean, he definitely should be playing over like Dario at this point, right? Yeah, Dario had to be good. You told me it was a little period the last time I spoke to you, Justin, and I haven't been on for a few episodes. So I know it's been more than a little period now. He's been looking sucks. He's been looking sucks. He has. I mean, I think maybe he was playing a little bit above his head earlier in the season. Now he's kind of like playing. Like, he's better than this. At this point, (laughs) bro, just sit him until he starts playing a little bit better. There's no point in doing this 11 minutes to Dario, five to Looney, five to Trace. Like, just pick one. <laughs> right. Let's, and let's just over. pick Trace, bro. Right. Like, why do we have Trace. to always do this? Yeah. It's Trace. You go through this song and dance with these young players for you to ultimately end up at the young fucking players. You're going to end yeah. up at Moody in the postseason. At some point, you're going to end up at Trace. Like, this is so stupid. I'm just still not comfortable with it. What the fuck aren't you comfortable with? But he's no. comfortable playing Lester and Gee whenever he puts them in, but he won't play, he won't play Moody and he it, won't play Trace. It that it makes it all fairness, though. Lester and there's Gee. No there's no fairness. There's no fairness. 
There's not an all fairness. Uh, more oh, under their this, is, I mean, <laughs> what? this is why I think. No, what you say? You, I wanna, what, what was Karima's? What, what under belt? I didn't well, hear that. They've got more work. They've been in the G League a lot longer. This is like their second oh, or third Oh, wow. They've been in the G League a lot I'm longer. I'm just saying. But I'm just saying that. I, I, I don't understand. Is that a point that's supposed to support the choices? Well, yeah, it's, it's his comfort They've level. played more time in the G League. Oh, this sounds like um, a former player, Anthony Lamb. He played more time in college. So let's okay, give yeah. him more fucking minutes than the lottery picks that we drafted who have more raw talent, skill, and athleticism. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. I think, I think Kerr, and the thing is, it's because they have this raw athleticism and this talent and stuff like that, that in a way it kind of makes her turn away from them because they don't do the Kerr things enough. And it's like, bro, everybody don't need to do the Kerr things enough. Like clearly Lester and Guy are playing more than Moses to me. And the same thing with Pods, even though Pods has shown that he can do more than those, than these things, they make quick decisions with the ball on offense and they like never make a mistake defensively. Right. Lies. But, it's which is yeah, which is lies, right? I think it's more so that they move the ball quickly on offense. They make quick decisions. Like Moses will catch it, and then he'll kind of delay a little bit before he makes the pass to where it's supposed to go or something like that. And I think that in itself makes Steve like ah, let me just go to Lester. Lester gets it, and he immediately whether it's a pass, a yeah, dribble, a shot, he's making something. Always right? They're not always. They're not always good. right. Then I'm not saying I, I support this. Is, I'm just saying this is my theory as to what Steve is thinking. No, like I, and I believe you're right. I know it's some shit like that, that they're not Kerr guys. You know what I think? I think he needs to fucking go to therapy. That's what I think. Because he was a role player for too long in his life, and that shit's a trigger for him. It's like, like he will compromise them, you know, same thing. Have Steph not have the ball in Steph's hands so role players can shot. Like, get the fuck over this, bro. Like, some people just have more talent, they have more skill, and they should be fucking playing. Like, what are you doing? You're re- Because you know what happens when it comes time to negotiate contracts, right? They say, well, what did you do? You didn't have any production. You didn't play. Like, you're fucking screwing these guys mm-hmm. over dumb shit. And they can help you. Moses has proven he can help you. I know. I don't remember who the lineups were, but I remember Justin tweeted earlier in the season lineups that included Moody that were some of their best defensive fucking lineups. Yeah. It's not just his offense. Which they really could use. I'm not saying he's a great defender, but I'm saying he can help them defend. Oh yeah, him and Gary he on the court knows. together. Was, he knows the spots. He knows. I mean, him and Gary on the court together was like really, really problematic for other teams early in the season. Like he was one of those guys in the league that was getting you like a steal and a block, or like some combination of of like three or four steals and blocks, like damn near every game. It's like his anticipation, his length, athleticism, all of those things defensively. It gets them out in transition. It makes them play Warriors basketball, which is why I was like, sure, he may not make that zip pass to the corner as quick as you want. Sure, he may not recognize a relocation three as quick as you want it, You want him to do it. But the other things that he does definitely outweighs that. 
Right. And every time you do that shit, you fuck with his confidence. You mm-hmm. fuck with him as a player. You know, every time you do this and it makes no sense to me. And if you're going to want a player like Trace, you know, to potentially be ready come the postseason, let him play. Yeah. Yeah. He makes some mistakes, but he does a lot of great positive shit, too. And it will eventually become more positive if you let him fucking play. Right. No, it's just my point, like. He, they may not recognize it as quick as you want, but like, hey, if you just keep letting them play through it, eventually they're going to freaking get it. But if you just sit them every time they make a mistake, it's like, dang, how do they know? How do they get the rhythm in, in the feel of when it when they actually do it right? In favor of Dario. What is Dario doing for you right now? Nothing. Thank you, that. And, and, and while I can get you holding on to Loon, Dario is a fucking one-year rental, my guy. Like, why do we why do we owe loyalty to Dario? Right. Why? Anyway. <laughs> the Warriors ones. So I'm not here to rant too much about Kerr, but I just don't like what I'm seeing being done to Moses Moody. It's not, it's not right. <clears throat> It is. And, it is. You know, like I said, I just feel like his number is going to be called. He's going to do some great things for them. But honestly, he should tell them to go fuck themselves. Come, come. <laughs> the, he should. He should. The Warriors aren't doing anything to help his career. Nothing. Yeah. They're not doing anything. Yeah, I agree. Hopefully, I agree. He has rings on his resume before he in before he asks out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but the way the nba sets up like the way these contracts and everything works you know what i'm saying it's like it almost forces players to resign you know like with the team but in the in in the early years but they're screwing him man they're really screwing him and it's unfortunate um i don't know if dario is gonna get better when chris paul comes back but like honestly i don't see the purpose of him playing right now no me neither. I mean, I think and we it, got the Jazz next, or is it the Clippers next? Is the Jazz, jazz next? You talk. Yeah. About. Yeah. Dario was a minus ten tonight, and he looked all of a minus thirty-five to me. He's so. he's watching people lay the ball up, like he's just like going. Yeah. Oh, just, can't get to you, so. Do coaches look at the plus-minus numbers after games? Do you think? Do they I look at that? Yeah. So and the Warriors do, and they have a whole team dedicated to this kind of stuff. Yes. So Moody's plus minus the last three games that he played in, all positive. Dario, all negative his last couple of games. Looney, always negative. What why are you guys listening to me? He Steve Kerr does not like Steve, doesn't like Moody. Like he doesn't think he's a good player. That's clear to me. Like, even though he's never said it, because the moment he cannot play him, he doesn't play him. He plays everybody else over him. Like, he knows the numbers. Whatever reason, whatever it is, I don't know the reason, you know, Justin tried to explain what it is. I have no idea what the actual thing is that he doesn't like, but there's something about the way Moses Moody plays and what he does that Steve Kerr does not like, and that's why he doesn't play him. And he will only play him if he's forced to. If players are out, and there's nobody else, and blah, 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 but he will not play him. He won't. Yep. We've had, you guys have had this conversation 
for a while now. I mean, all of last year, you guys were saying Moody needs to play more. Moody needs to play more. And another year has gone, but another year is going by and he's barely playing. There's yet to be a player who we've said needs to play more that when they start to play more, they didn't help. Mm-hmm. We've been saying this about Moody and Jake Hayes since last year. Since the beginning of the season, we've been saying play both of them. We've been saying play Trace before Trace was even getting play. In, mm-hmm. in the offseason, we said Trace needs to be in the rotation. Yep. We'll see. And I will keep saying it. I will keep saying it because he needs to play. He needs to be the second big. Yeah. Legit. He was a plus four tonight and he didn't even score and he didn't need to. He did. He did everything that he needed to do, but he only played five minutes. Makes a difference all the time. Helps with the rebounding. I, I just don't. Switched on to Booker a few times and. Yeah, I got that stop on Booker. Yeah. It's like. He makes it tougher for the opposing yeah. teams out there. Why is he not playing? Who knows? I mean, I'm looking at the bench minutes today. Dario 11, Looney 5, Trace 5. Why not Trace? Just give Trace all of those. <laughs> right. Trace 21. Yeah. What, what did Loon do to, in tonight's game? Four He's rebounds. One, three points, four rebounds. He, yeah. He wasn't horrible. Like, in his five minutes. Yeah. He wasn't I'm horrible. not saying horrible. I'm just saying Trace could do it. Trace, yeah. Cool. Trace can do Trace that and more. Could do it. Right. That's the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I see it's 21 minutes split between all three of them. I think you could have just gave Trace 15 of those 21 and gave six of the remaining to, um, you know, Maybe. Gary or somebody else. <laughs> and And, I mean, let's... Let's hit some big shots, but I mean, I think Moody's just a better player than Lester Kenyonis at this point. So he could have had all 19 of his minutes, to be honest. And I like Lester, like, but I think Moody has earned it. It's actually disrespectful well, to him. It's like, yeah, come on. it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Multiple years in very, a row. Very. That's why I don't want to hear about what he did in the G League. And I, and yeah. I like, so we were saying the, the comfortableness. And I was, Speaking I was speaking about them up against Dario, why he was playing them more than Dario. That's where I was going, not up against Moses, why they're leapfrogging against Moses. That was my right, argument. All right, all right. Let me get my Moses Moody shirt out. Where is it at? No. <laughs> I see mad hand motions. <laughs> <laughs> back to a more positive note gary gary payton went five of five tonight and was just awesome and was awesome. great to see him back on the floor truly yeah. was did, did truly we see was. his um his reaction his live reaction to steph's game winner no, no, what was it? What was it? if you haven't looked it up um he's a character he's a character i mean it was some choice words in there with some some profanity in there but um <laughs> He just brings such a good vibe to everybody. Uh, Did you see yeah. KD's reaction? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was priceless. No, the, the funniest is Draymond like yelling at KD after the game. <laughs> that was great. Dude is hilarious. Dude is hilarious. Called him that p word and all of that. 
That I missed. I'm not even gonna lie though. You I was also very irritated when they gave um Draymond a sack when he like stomped his Whoa. foot and did whatever. That's why Book missed that free throw. I'm like, yeah, ball don't fucking lie. Because <laughs> 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 you should be shooting free throws. He got fouled on that. It was like he did. Dude, it it wasn't one of those like, oh, it could go either way. No, there was major contact. And but that's what's it? Gobel? He's always like that. Him and his brother. Mm-hmm. Nah, bro, because they wasn't giving text out. And look, Dre knows he's just gonna get taxed for more shit. But I think what was annoying right, but was that was during the broadcast when when Doris, Doris. and were just like, no, that's exactly what you do because you just nip it in the butt. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like, I get like, the Draymond getting in refs' yeah. faces and being demonstrative and go, yeah, you give a tech for that. For not being nowhere near the fucking ref and just do it. Come on, man. Like, get out of here. Nobody get else back. gets that. Nobody else gets teed on that. They yeah. claimed everybody gets teed everybody on Everybody does. The fuck up. Everybody does. I don't want to hear that. No. A lot worse for more players than that. Exactly. Just like when they were talking about Kaminga, and they were like, yeah, you know, sometimes it just takes players, you know, a while to get it. I said, or sometimes players just advocate for themselves. Like, they will never. Like, to me, this should be not, oh, Jonathan Kaminga finally got He's playing well. It should be. Why the hell? That's what most normal people do. Because I remember, like, maybe it was two or three games ago after he's playing well, there were mad people tweeting, like, why has this guy been playing? Yeah. Like, other people who don't, like, regularly watch the Warriors night in, they're like, yo, this kid Kaminga's good. <laughs> yep. I want to know what all them Toronto fans saying now, because they were talking hella shit, like, I don't want any of the Warriors players. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Kaminga doesn't impress me. Does he impress you now? <laughs> Clown behavior. How's yeah. Pascal doing over in Indiana? Okay. By the way. He's doing pretty good, I think. Okay. He didn't do all that great except against us, though. I'm just saying. Yeah, he never really I feel like it's been a little up and down. Hmm? I feel like it's been a little. I mean, Halliburton ain't stuff, but yeah. I mean, look, that's to be expected, right? Like, I mean, they they have to learn how to play with each other, but I just feel like it hasn't been like, woo-hoo. not like, yeah. not like how OG went to the Knicks and it's been like, yo. Yeah, they took off. I think Indiana's been like, kind of like, I think Halley's injured, but um, Pascal's averaging 22, 7, and 5 for them. He's shooting 57 from the field, 44 from the three. He's good, but like they're they're the the Pacers aren't really doing much right now. That's why I laugh when people say, Oh yeah, you know, no one he didn't want to come to the Warriors. No, he wants yeah. to go whatever team was gonna pay him. And the Warriors just weren't willing to pay him. Facts. Which I get. I'm not saying I agree with it or don't, but they weren't willing to pay him. Facts. That's and all that's it was about. Was, Whoever paid yeah. him, that's where he wanted to go. Right. He's making it seem like oh oh I wanted to play with Miles Turner all this time. Come on, bro, Miles Turner. The lies, the Come lies, on, the lies, the lies. No. Okay, I want to I want to take a look. Let's let's move on from the Warriors. Shout out to the Dubs. They got what is this like five wins in the last six games or something like that? I believe so. Yeah. Five and one. What was the one loss? Four and one. We did a four and one road trip. The Hawks. 
Yes, the Hawks. This is the sixth win out of the last seven. Six out of the last seven. So, um, all right. So the Dubs are back to 500. Justin has been saying, all, I mean, Karima too. Let me not, let me not shortchange her. They've been saying all season. Well, Karima has been saying, I just still believe. I just believe. <laughs> no. What? That's not what she said. No, I always say that. You know. Why are they laughing at me? And, uh, <laughs> because they thought you were doing my voice, but that was that bit, is you. That's how you sound. I mean, I'm sorry that I don't sound as like phone sexy as you, but that is that is um, you know. I think um, but Justin, you've been saying for a minute that um, they they will hit a point where they win a lot of games, you know, where the record is like a handful of losses and mostly wins, right? Yeah. Is, is that where we're at now? Is that is this the beginning of that? I hope so. <laughs> is that your impression of um, the rapper on yeah, I mean, this is a, they have like, I think it's second easiest strength of schedule remaining. Um, this was one of their harder games left on the schedule. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. But um, who are you rooting for in the Super Bowl? Oh, I know because I really want both teams to lose. Lose for you. Mm. It is. It is a lose lose for me. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm always rooting for everybody black, right? So that means I cannot be rooting for the 49ers. Sorry. (laughs) I cannot root for a team that has Nick Bosa on it. The man is. Because if you know, you know. <laughs> you know, and he just said he says so many annoying things, really. I just can't stand him. Um, you know, so I'll take the <laughs> I'll take the other one. <laughs> I'll take Black the other quarterbacks. One. <laughs> Black quarterbacks, baby. I'll take the homes, yeah. I'll take I'll take the other one. You know, they the other one. They, they said, first, I think first seven years in your career, three championships and two MVPs. Or was it three MVPs and two championships? Something like that. Across all sports. Mahomes gets another championship. He joins that elite company. So I don't give a fuck a, about any of that. He's on an all time okay. trajectory. He's he's gonna pass Tom Brady. Denied Mahomes' greatness, so it's not like I've said he's bad or he's trash or anything. I just don't like the fucking Kansas City Chiefs, and I he's still don't Steph like Curry football. He's Steph Curry football. No, he's not. He's Steph Curry football. No, he's not. <laughs> no, I'm gonna tell you the main reason he's not. The reason I hate the comparison is because Mahomes is regarded as a great. People already talk about him being the goat. Steph Curry doesn't get that respect that Mahomes gets in football. So it's a stupid comparison. Like, because he's not treated the same. One is respected as like being a goat, and one people will dismiss, like, what? He's not in those conversations. Kevin Durant but is better football, with yeah. less accomplishments. What? Football, football is discussed differently than basketball. It's less, 
it's less weirdness going on with football discussions, I think, than the basketball. Lies because lies because it look at Lamar not quarterbacky, you know, and also That's true. and also yeah. That's true. and also like I get it, you're a Commanders fan, so you will probably hate, but like no one can sit up there and deny that Jalen Hurts played incredible last year in the Super Bowl, right? Like he put on an incredible performance, even though they lost, right? And look at how this year because the Eagles had like a difficult season. It's like all of a sudden he's no longer a good quarterback. People are out there talking about Mariota should be playing for him. and He should be benched. Look at all the shit that was said about him. Now look at, and I'm not even, cause I'm a big pro Lamar person, but Lamar didn't even play the way that Jalen did versus Patrick Mahomes. Out of all the people that Burrow has beaten him. And after that Brady beat him, right? Okay, and then all the other quarterbacks you've seen him go up against. Has Jalen not put up one of the best performances? The Eagles could have legit won that last year. Like, they could have. They didn't, but they could have. Now, Brock Purdy will go in there this year, and if he doesn't even look close to that, he'll get all kinds of praise, right? If if San Francisco looks a little decent or they do something, and then they'll go on, even if San Francisco loses, and they'll be like, oh, but Brock Purdy was so good last year. He won't be discussed like, you know, so it's not like it's not discussed. It's discussed differently than basketball, but like the racism around the quarterback spot, how black quarterbacks like the reason the reason Mahomes is embraced is because one, he plays the prototypical style that they expect from quarterbacks. And also we can't ignore it's because he's half white and light. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like if. Mahomes look like Lamar Jackson, would the conversation around him still be the same? I don't know that it would. Probably not. Right? So, um, but he's great, no doubt. And I'll never, I will never deny someone's greatness. I don't deny LeBron James' greatness. You're just not going to hear me screaming it from the top of, you know, the mountain. So, like, <laughs> the lesser, the lesser evil is true greatness winning than having i'm sorry i know there's mad 49ers fans listening to this shout out to the bay area folks that are not 49ers fans because i know y'all rock with us but the lesser evil is real greatness winning then i gotta hear sherman did you hear what richard sherman said talking about if purdy beats if purdy beats if the 49ers win then he becomes patrick mahomes's rival because the only other person who beat him was Tom Brady and that's two players who went like in the sixth or seventh round who who beat you like Richard Sherman is a ding dong we're not putting Brock Purdy in conversations with Tom Brady we are not like but this is what I'm talking about this is the craziness that happens with Brock Purdy this is why people don't like him this is why he gets hated on that's it you glad you Lamar asked should have had a unanimous MVP and one voter. One voter. I just like how Kareem's face changed when you said LeBron. Bro. Know she knows. That. It's painful. It's painful. <laughs> and you know the thing I hate the most when people say like, oh, you guys are going to be sad when LeBron is gone. I won't be. I really I, won't. I won't. Or when they say, you got to respect greatness. I don't have to do anything. Stop telling me what I have to do. I don't have to like anything. I don't have to, you know, I never understand when his fans or anyone comes in my mentions, like, 
you do this, you do that. Bro, like, I'm sorry. There's a thousand other people who talk positively about him. Why do you need me to do it? It's a disease, you know? So there you go. Who's everyone else's picks? You got it out of me. You got my pick. It's not really my pick. It's just what I've decided the lesser evil is. I already know who you're rooting for, lesser Justin, because, wow. you know, because what? you're a Mahomes groupie. Um, it's not true. I don't even like the NFL wow. like that. You don't like who? I don't even follow the, the NFL. NFL. You're still a Mahomes groupie. Okay. What's not your true. pick? <laughs> you were rooting for him last year. Like only picked, only rooted for the Chiefs because they were playing the Eagles. Sure, I don't believe you. And like, I hate the Eagles. No, no, no. I was Niners. I was Niners, Niners, Niners when they played the Eagles in the regular season. I just don't like um, the Eagles. Okay, let's let's put that out there. Anybody that's playing the Eagles, I'm a groupie for that team. Um, but Niners, man, embarrassing. Greg, who you, you would even they embarrass me? The they embarrass me enough. So, huh? You would even root for the Cowboys? If no, they I mean in that, in that case, in that case, it's like can both teams lose? That's that's okay. right. right. But if that you had to pick to one, like I had to pick one between the Cowboys and Eagles, who would it be? <laughs> well, I hate the Eagles more <laughs> than the Cowboys. I'm not gonna lie. I don't understand. To me, every black man should be supporting <laughs> Jalen Hurts. I truly don't understand this phenomenon. <laughs> I said the Eagles. I didn't say nothing about Jalen Hurts. But Jalen Hurts is the quarterback. The <laughs> Eagles have a history of black quarterbacks. I he can have really a good game and y'all lose. He can have a good game and y'all still lose. That's very true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's not a... <laughs> black man hating on Jalen Hurts is nasty. I never said anything. And about you know what, Justin? Yeah, he said the Eagles. Justin, you should sort of understand this because this is like when. And, you know, Warriors or NBA Twitter hates on you, right? Because. <laughs> nah. Yes. He's carrying his Clay Thompson flag. Yes. Because, no, no, because you know what? Like, I think, I think a lot of the hate with Justin is like jealousy. You know, in my opinion, you know, Justin's kind of pretty. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So they be hating on him. They be hating on him. Jalen Hurts is, you know, Jalen Hurts. You know, you know how the ladies feel about Jalen Hurts, right? So I do. I think some of the, some dudes hate on him because of that. You no, are supposed cool. to identify with him, right? And be like, and yet you're not showing the man no Shout love. I don't understand Hurst. it. Shout out to Jalen Hurts, but the Eagles can just nasty, nasty, nasty. Can I get Greg's answer, please? <laughs> he picked the Steelers. All right. I think I think Kansas City's gonna win, and it's because of Patrick Mahomes. He just he just finds ways to win. Regular season, the Chiefs look pedestrian. Come playoff time, Kansas City is back. That's helped them a little bit, but yeah, I hear you. I just I can't pick against the guy. I I, I get it. And Karima, I'm absolutely going for Kansas City. Okay, no question. So we do a Warriors podcast. We do a Warriors podcast. Our listeners are largely 49ers. I don't think they're going to like our picks, guys. They may boycott this episode. Oh, well. If you listen listen this deep into the pod, then (laughs) you're not going nowhere anyway. So shout out to y'all for listening. Are you saying we're not interesting enough to listen to us for this long? 
No, we are. I'm just saying, like, OG is gonna listen to this deep. Time car, on this yeah. All right. So we all picking. And wait, just one last question. Krima, are you you're just picking Kansas City because like it's Patrick Mahomes or are you anti 49ers at all? Oh, I I'm totally anti 49ers once uh Cap was gone. That's that's when I was just like, "Nah, I can't even mess with y'all." But I've always been a Kansas City fan when I saw Patrick play, so there we go. But yes, anti-49ers. How can anyone root for a team with Nick Wilson? Really? You should go seek help for that. (laughs) You should. Sorry. Just, I can't overlook it. I can't. There's just some things that can't be overlooked, and Nick Wilson is one of them. All right. Well, Well, guys, when's the next game? Monday. All right. So today's Saturday. Tomorrow, Super Bowl Sunday. Warriors fans who are 49ers fans, enjoy this win tonight because <laughs> it will be heartbreak tomorrow. Damn. Wow. <laughs> that is crazy. Imagine if Nick nah, man, not after some of them was on the tee out talking about, I don't care. I'm ready to 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 forfeit this warrior season just for a fortnight. Nah, y'all can't speak for all of us like that. Yeah, that's crazy. You ain't I see them, please? You ain't see them? No, no. I've I said I, I saw that. I'm like, yeah, they were so no. Out. So they can say shit like that. I oh, can say wow. shit like this because everyone in the Bay Area is not a 49ers fan. A lot of them are Raiders fans and they don't fuck. They don't, those 49ers fans don't represent the entire Bay. And really, you got to ask yourself, why are some of you actually 49ers fans based on where you live? Y'all know y'all supposed to be Raiders fans. Okay, then. So, hmm. Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. Listen, really, I'm not judging. I'm a New Yorker who's a Warriors fan, but I'm just saying, like, the 49ers are nasty. They really are. I just, I, I don't like them. I want no parts of them. So, um, Enjoy this Warriors win tonight and the run that they're on. Maybe you can be forgiven for trying to forfeit the season because Patrick Mahomes is going to get his third ring. And, you know, the talk around the the Chiefs and him will be nasty, but it is still better that greatness prevails over the foolish narratives that were the 49ers this season for two weeks in a row. Y'all really should have lost. Y'all shouldn't even be here. And because of the ineptitude and immaturity and lack of experience of other teams, y'all were able to get to a Super Bowl that you don't belong in, but this is the end. This is the end. Unfortunately, we will have to deal with Mahomes and Kelsey and Taylor Swifty bullshit, but it is still the lesser evil than the 49ers and Brock Purdy winning. With that, we thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you always. We appreciate you supporting, even after the hate that I just delivered. Um, but you know what You know what joins us? It is our love for the Warriors, for our beloved dubs, right? That's what unites us. And so let's focus on the love and not the hate, okay? Just think of us on this podcast as local Raiders fans. We're not, but just think of us in that way. And so 
the same way that they don't like the 49ers, we are not supporting the 49ers, but we love the Warriors. <laughs> and in that, in that we can be brothers oh, and sisters forever. I like the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> You're picking against them, so you don't I like them. Oh, Greg is going to have a time. Who are you picking? I'm not picking a team, actually. No, no, you don't get to ask everyone to pick a team, and then you pick on one. Our guys, on our guys, the Warriors Invitational, I picked the 49ers. I'm going to stay oh, consistent with that. I'm a, he I'm did. He did, and I was like. The 49ers, I'm going to stay consistent with that. But. As far as like who I'm pulling for, right? As far as who I'm pulling for, because I, I mean, I would like to see. What have you seen from the 49ers that makes you think that they could be the Chiefs? No, I'm saying as far as who I'm pulling for, like it would be cool to see the 49ers. It wouldn't be cool. Get over the hump. As no, far as objectively, wouldn't. who am I picking? <laughs> we probably have to pick the Chiefs, but. No, no, no. Now you. Oh, go back over there with 49ers Invitational. Screw you. I'm going to stick with the 49ers. I'm going to stick with the 49ers. Okay. Oh, that's okay. Great. That's awesome. It's awesome, Justin. McCaffrey, Super Bowl MVP. I think that's what's going to happen. Me. Okay. They want to I give Brock Purdy regular MVP, but you think they're going to give Christian McCaffrey because, anything? I mean, from what I've seen, like I said, I'm not a football like expert. The something. 49ers look like ass against the Ravens defense when they played them. And now they're going up against the Chiefs defense, who is the second best defense in the NFL. Did but you what see seen, what they did last week? That's what I'm saying. What, what confidence have you gotten from any of the last few games the 49ers have played? Did you watch them? They should have absolutely lost to Jordan Love. They should have lost. Do, I mean, what the Chiefs have the, one of the best defenses, right? Is their run defense that one good? One of the best. The second best. Defense. Is their run defense good, though? It is? Mm-hmm. No, it's not, but. I heard it. I heard that it's not. That's why I'm. I just you know, told you I'm, it's I'm, not. I'm casual with it. I'm casual with it. I've been hearing the, the it's Chiefs. It's not. I just told you it's not. All right. So I'm saying Chris McCaffrey said. Hell of a running back. You know what I'm saying? Debo Sam, you might get some yards after the catch against the run, you know, some screen plays, something like that. You know? That's just what I'm saying. What that's their path. I think that's their path. Justin is saying, Greg. It's not bad, though. It's it's in the – like, their run defense is 17. Yeah. Not bad. It's middle. They'll be able – they'll be able to handle McCaffrey. It's a win-win for me. It ain't no win-win. You don't get to switch <laughs> up. Win-win. As long as the Eagles don't do it. Oh. Well, All these teams, the Eagles are the only ones who have outside of the Chiefs who have won in recent years. So yeah. the 49ers haven't won shit. The Commanders <laughs> definitely haven't won shit. Hey, I, will, look. I will say it this way. If Kansas City gets off to a hot start, which they're expected to do, the Lions and the Packers got off to hot starts, and they blew it. Patrick Mahomes will not let Kansas City exactly, win, and Kansas City will win. And Andy Reid, these are not immature, inexperienced people. Correct. And by the way, even if they don't get off to a hot start, like, is anyone worried? Patrick Mahomes had 17 seconds and came back and won a game. Exactly. Like, you, unless you're leaving him with one second, like... He'll still find a way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, but you want to show out on the other podcast and be cute and pick the 49ers. Basically, that's what he did, but you know. (laughs) But you know, Nat did a great job. On a positive note, and Justin said, Wait, I didn't tell you guys that I picked the Chiefs. (laughs) You picked the Niners. Yeah, let's keep it positive. Come on. What what happened to that? (laughs) Right, we're going to keep it positive. (laughs) Our rising star. That's what I say to your pick. Fuck your pick. Okay. Kids, watch this. As we we just found out. Yes, as we found out. Kids, watch this. So, Greg... Greg will be doing some nice editing. I already knew that kids watched it, and their parents know when they are watching something that I'm on, they know there might be some cursing. <laughs> They're not new to this. So the same way you let them watch movies that are not PG-13 and above, yeah. Sorry, I'm going you. to question my parenting. I'm story. not. I'm just saying. They're going to hear some curse words. It ain't the first time. <laughs> it ain't the first time. It's all in, in good fun. No, really, it's not good fun with Justin though. Like, seriously, f your pick, Justin. But wow, wow, wow. that's crazy. You're f- nasty. You're a leader. Oh man, that's nasty. You hate on the black man, and you're rooting for Nick Bosa. Let's wrap that's it up. Let's wild. wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. That's wild, Nick Bosa. Never said anything about Nick Bosa. And Nick Bosa is on the team. Unfortunate. You can't not root for the team and not be rooting for Nick Bosa. That's an impossibility. Not true. It's not true. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Well, I can't even give y'all the nice outro because Justin ruined it. So, hey, you know what? Screw the 49ers. I hope they lose. Um, Shout out to the Warriors. Glad they won. And we appreciate y'all who listen. Um, We do. We do. So thank you. Make sure you rate the podcast five stars. Make sure you leave a positive review. That's how that works. We appreciate you for that. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter or X, formerly known as Twitter. It's funny. Someone tweeted today. How long do we have to keep saying X formerly known as Twitter? And people are like, I'm just calling it Twitter. So maybe I'll stop doing that and just call it Twitter because I still say Twitter. Um, but you can find us on both platforms at Golden Spaces Pod. Okay. Um, share it with a friend. Tell them about us. We appreciate you. We appreciate the support. We'll do a mailbag again soon, Justin. I know you just did one. Of course. Okay. Of course. All right. The all-star mailbag. Yeah. We'll probably have to do something during the break. So we'll figure it out and make sure we still keep this content coming to you. But thank you so much for tuning in for this extra long weekend edition of Golden Spaces. Until next time, guys, take care.